Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvig. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac. Let's talk about conspiracy theories. But first, as always, let's go to the shout-outs. Head on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac for even more Paranormal Almanac and fun stuff that you can see over there. Plus, patrons are getting special shout-outs on the 200th episode. So, if you want to shout out a business, something that you do, something you sell, whatever whatever it is, as long as I approve of it, become a patron. You got to do it quick cuz time is running out. I am I've already started on the 200th episode. I've been piecing it together and doing interviews and fun stuff for it. So, time is running out, but you still have time. Join up Patreon.com slash Paranormal Almanac. Then send me a quick email at ParanormalAlmanac at gmail.com telling me what it is you would like me to promote for you. And if it's something I agree with, I'll do it. We have shout-outs going out to Andy Tracy, Ginny Mailman, D, Tony, Fiona, Flora, not Fiona, Jason, Vicky Crow, Clay, Tim, Buzz, Tom Libido Works, Glacier, Maine, Isabel, Jen, Jen, Stacy, Tamara, Amber, Tracy, Matthew, Sandy, Kelly, Joe, Menace the Beast, Kick-Ass Magic Robot Web Comic, Sandy Page, Kyle, Sean, Andrew, Scott, Andrea, Devin, Melody, Ricardo, Vicky, Christopher, Vanessa, Marisol, Liam, Roger, Michael, Alicia, Becca, Jake, and the Beasties. <laughs> Elizabeth, Voitech, Sherry, Art Muffin, Trudy, Tim, Kenneth, Paul, Ricardo, Ian, Armor Times 10, Alexandra, George, Seth, Zozo the Demon. Hayden, Cindy, Kim, Ashley, what's that? Carrie, Robin, Will, Lorna, Phil, Mangano, Russell, April, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Stacy, Jerry, Scoston, Lindsay, Han, Megan's, Matt, Jeff, T, Harley, Suzanne, Joe, Lawrence, Lauren, the Lawrence Strawn, hey, howdy, hi, Veronica, Autumn, J. Mark, Manning, Carolyn, Martin, Jaden, Anashi, Chuck, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson, Dan, Laura Pitts, and Gamer Fan. With two special shout outs, as always, to Joe Teague. And a stitch. Alrighty, merch. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash paranormal dash almanac. Seems to be the only way to find it. Ooh, and right now they're on sale. Everything's on sale. Go there now, quick. It's on sale. Uh, but head on over there. Check it out. Lots of new styles. Remember, the 200th episode shirts, if you like them, they're going away very soon because we're at like 198 or something right now. So... They're going away really soon. So get them while you can and while they're on sale. Definitely get them while they're on sale. That's the way to do it. All righty, quick hand of fate update. Let me look, turn around and look at it. Uh, it's still there. All righty, let's move on to paranormal news because I got lots to get to and I want to make sure I get to all of it. So let's head on over to paranormal news. 
Have you ever seen Bigfoot riding on the back of Nessie while being sucked up into the sky by a UFO, all to the soundtrack of a choir of ghost cats being led by a black-eyed child? Is this story true? Well, there's only one place you're going to find out. Get all my news from Paranormal News. Listen carefully for the clues. The stories are strange and bizarre. It makes you wonder just who we are. This is Paranormal News. Paranormal Take it away, Kurt. Absolutely amazing bumper music by Buzz Lee. You can send over if you're if you're a, uh, a magician, if you're a magician or a musician, you want to send over bumper music, please. I would love it. Paranormalalmanac at gmail.com. Speaking of musicians, real quick, I gotta say. Special, another special shout out, a late special shout out on this episode to Eric from Fishboy. If you don't know who Fishboy is, you should, because I've played that song or snippets of that song a bazillion times. Forever Dead, Haunted Highway, the the instant classic, the unofficial song of Paranormal Almanac. Yeah, that song. Oh my God, I, I freaking love this song. Got into the band really hardcore after that song and and absolutely loved the band. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, can I interview you for the 200th episode? I'll explain why. Don't worry. And uh, he said, yeah. And I had a fantastic conversation with them yesterday. It was a blast. I thought it was going to be like 10, 20 minutes max. And I had such a good time. It ended up being like 45 minutes. I don't know if I'll put the whole episode or the whole interview on the 200th episode. Ah, what the fuck? Why not? Who, who cares? It'll be even longer than it was going to be. But it was a fantastic interview. He's a great guy. He's very cool. You can uh, check him out at yofishboy.com. You can buy his music directly from him right on there. Vinyl, CDs, you name it. He's got it. Graphic novels, lots of stuff. It's very cool. Um, I've already ordered... His newest album on uh, Purple Vinyl, because I was like, Purple Vinyl, and it's a great album? Hell yeah, I'll do that. Then I wanted to get the CD. It doesn't have it on vinyl yet, but I wanted to get the CD where Haunted Highway came from. And so I bought that yesterday as well after talking to him, because I was like, I got to buy one of those. I got to support this guy, because he's he's just a cool, down-to-earth artist in Denton, Texas, and it's freaking awesome. So he's a cool guy. Anyhow, uh Wait till the 200th episode. I'll put that up there. But please go over to yofishboy.com if you want to buy the CD that has Haunted Highway on it. I was dead forever, dead forever, dead. That song? Look for Little D, like the letter D, but Little. Little D. It's a CD. He's got them right on there. Get them while they last because he's running low, he said. So now's the time to buy them. And again... Obviously, support local artists. If you've got a favorite podcaster or musician, buy their stuff. Support them. Don't just listen to them on Spotify thinking, well, I'll listen to them on Spotify. They're getting their, their cut. No, they aren't. Actually go to their website. Support them. Buy their merch. Do stuff that you do anything you can if you are thoroughly enjoying something or even just slightly enjoying something. Support the artist. All righty. 
We're at Paranormal News. Not It's not time for Kirk's Soapbox. That's a, that's a different segment. So for Paranormal News, up first in Paranormal News, one that's not exactly paranormal, but it was weird enough that I had to add it. Hologram technology allows woman to answer questions at her own funeral. Yeah. An AI-driven chatbot technology has allowed one woman to answer questions from beyond the grave at, at her own funeral with mourners able to dive into her fascinating life in morbid detail, it says, but I don't think it's morbid. I think it's a really neat, very bizarre technology. The technology was provided by her son who runs a company that creates a holographic conversational video experience and allowed Holocaust campaigner Marina Smith to be present in a sense, according to son Stephen Smith. I think it's very cool. A Holocaust survivor, she had stories. I'm glad that he was able not only to record her stories, but to do it in a way, a conversational way where people could ask. So uh, Mrs. Smith passed away in June of this year. Funeral was held shortly after in Nottinghamshire, UK. Nottinghamshire? Nottinghamshire? I don't know. Um, Having led a meaningful life, educating people about the Holocaust, her family wished for her message to continue after her death, and that holographic experience will allow just that. I don't need to go more into it than that. That, I think, is absolutely incredible um, for what a brave woman man that's amazing already up next in paranormal news a video that i've been wanting to watch since i saw this news article but i haven't watched it yet so i'm, I'm eager to see it tiktokers are convinced there's a zombie apocalypse going on in china it's all taking place on tiktok hold on i'm gonna load the ad while i'm talking there we go i got 30 seconds it's all taking place on tiktok where users are warning that the end could be nigh after a video began doing the rounds on the site on tiktok which appeared to show a cadaver regaining consciousness in china hashtag zombies in china has caught fire with people certain that the apocalypse is upon us in one video which purports to be cctv footage looks like a mortuary bodies can be seen lying on tables and then getting up oh my god here it is all right here we go Okay, I don't need that crappy music. Well, I'll, I'll put it low just in case something happens. It is the smallest possible video I've ever seen in my freaking life. Can I make it bigger? Hold on. Slightly bigger. Even if I put it up on like an 80-inch TV, it would probably only be like maybe 20 inches. But anyhow, I can see it. There's a guy lying on a table. Definitely looks like a gurney or like a like a like like the table that you see dead people on with a sheet over them. Sitting up, laying back down. Arms, left arms moving. Starting to sit up. Oh, it's definitely sitting up. Okay, I was going to say, maybe that could be just rigor mortis. But no, this is a person sitting up, kind of like shuffling to sit up. Interesting. I mean, look, it's from one, it says it's from January 24th, 2022 at 6.53. I can't tell if it's p.m. or a.m. And it's camera two. Looks like a nude guy. He slung his legs over the side of the table and is trying to stand up. Oh, there we go. He stood up kind of. He's kind of falling backwards. Look, it's cool. It's intriguing. It looks like a, it looks like someone coming back from the dead. But, I mean, is it real? Who the fuck knows? There is not any possible way I could say that that is real or not. And and it's over. Um. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it kind of does look like a zombie. So, is it? I don't know. You be the judge. I'll put it up on uh, on Facebook or something. 
Uh, it's interesting. Like I said, yeah, I can get behind it. It's crazy. It's 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 definitely a better spooky TikTok video and not the normal bullshit that I, I get sent to me constantly. Uh, Spanish Stonehenge has reemerged amid Europe's sizzling drought. The uh, It's only been visible four times. Uh, they said the circle of dozen of megalithic stones has existed since 5000 BC. It was first discovered by a German archaeologist, Hugo Obermeier, in 1926, before it became flooded in 1963. Uh, yeah, because of the worst drought ever and because we're, you know, we're, we're all dying because climate change and the earth is becoming a barren wasteland, it's now visible again. That's cool. I like it, but I'm moving on because I got lots to get to. Alrighty, up next in paranormal news, NASA is going full force to gear up for a UFO study. They said this is really important to us and we're placing a high priority on it. NASA isn't taking any chances and it says it's not taking its coming UFO investigation lightly. It announced in June that it'll open up a scientific study on UFOs or UAPs, as you all know. Um, look, it's, it's another step in disclosure, but they said, we're going full force on preparation for the UAP study. Daniel Evans, assistant deputy associate administrator for research at SMD, which is the science mission directorate said during Wednesday's town hall, this is really important to us. We're placing a high priority on it. The study panel will consist of 15 to 17 people. These folks will be some of the world's leading scientists, data practitioners, artificial intelligence practitioners, aerospace safety experts, all with a specific charge, which is to tell us how to apply the full focus of science and data to UAPs. And I think that's fantastic. That's how we're going to prove it, man. Science is going to prove the paranormal and UFOs. That's the way to do it. Already up next in paranormal news, UFO activists to rally online to lobby, lobby lawmakers for more transparency and accountability. As you guys know, they're doing all these great studies and reports and everything, but are they actually going to release the information? How much are they going to hide from us? Probably a lot. It's the government. Let's not lie. But there are a bunch of UFO activists who are rallying online Friday to push lawmakers in Washington, D.C. for more transparency and accountability as Congress investigates military encounters with UAPs. The Big Phone Home 3 will feature a number of speakers well-known across social media realms as UFO Twitter. The guest list includes Harvard professor Avi Loeb, who is heading up an academic and scientific investigation of UAPs called the Galileo Project. John Greenwald, who runs the Black Vault website, who I'd love to get on this show. Really would love it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And I think these are the right people for the most part. I think they're the right people to get more information from us or to us, I should say from them. All right. Now this next one was going to be a full episode, but I got to say until things become a little bit more clear and accurate or provable, it's just going to be a paranormal news story. It's called the Calvine photo. I actually talked about it on a UFO episode a long time ago. This photo has made the rounds in various low-quality formats, really low-quality, or in a very high-quality format, which was total bullshit because it was just, like, basically CGI. They, they said, oh, it was a big diamond-shaped UFO with a plane following it, so someone kind of whipped it together in, I don't know, uh, some form of AI kind of thing and made it. And it's just not Photoshop. I don't know what it is, but it wasn't the real one. Well, now they're saying 
that that photo will be released. The story says the Calvin photo, which is said to be the world's clearest UFO, has been finally released 30 years after it was taken by two hikers in the Scottish Highlands. I will say, Kurt here, I don't know if it was released because there's not enough. Everything points back to one source, which is not a reliable source. So until I find out if it's real, I'm going to say it claims to have been released. It was snapped on August 4th, 1990. It was handed over to Scotland's Daily Record newspaper. Eventually, it was given to the Ministry of Defense of that country. And then that's about it. But supposedly, the photo has been released. But again, it's a big supposed, big, huge grain of salt. Until I can get verifiable proof that the photo was released, I'm going to say maybe, but probably not real. All righty, up next in paranormal news... The odds of seeing Bigfoot, Ohio, in the top five. That's right. If you live in Ohio, you have a 5.7% chance of seeing Bigfoot. Obviously, you know, if you go out to the woods, if you just stay at home or go to a mall, I'm going to say those odds are probably a lot lower. But if you go out in the woods or, or go out into the wilderness, you have a 5.7% chance of seeing Bigfoot in Ohio. If you live in Washington, you have a 12.7 chance of seeing Bigfoot in, in, in not in Ohio, if in, in Washington. If you live in Washington, you have a 12.7% chance of seeing Bigfoot in Washington. If you live in Washington, you have a 0% chance of spotting Bigfoot all the way over in Ohio. That's, that's, just, that's just science. Alrighty. And finally, another reason not to shoot Bigfoot, people. That reason is love. That's right. The next story says, love bloomed for a Nash County couple after bonding over Bigfoot sightings. Oh, wait, hold on. Some people are certain they've seen Bigfoot. In Nash County, two people are united in their belief. Aww. It was pitch black. Debbie. We were walking Debbie. down through the woods. Darren. Real Darren. hairy. Had long arms. And it was approximately about seven foot tall. Darren and, and Darren. Debbie. Same area, same time frame. I mean, we're about the same age. But they did not know each other years ago. At the time, they each say they saw Bigfoot in the woods of Bigfoot. Nash County. This creature Bigfoot. come running from my right to my left, broad daylight in the open woods. This Bigfoot walked out of the woods from our right and just stopped in the road. My mom stopped the car, so we're sitting there staring at Bigfoot. He's staring at us. That's cool. And we didn't know what to do. The best I can describe is, is what people would call a Bigfoot. I was scared so bad that I couldn't move. Do you think you might have been mistaken? No, I, I, I remember it vividly. I saw what I saw. But for the most part, they both kept All right, what I they love saw. It. All right, so, you know, they both saw Bigfoot. Then they both saw each other. Then they fell in love. Debbie, Darren, Bigfoot. Well, that guy was really struggling to say all of those names. I know he's trying to give it emphasis, but it just sounded painful. He just, you know, I wanted to, him to take a breather for a second. Goodness. All righty, that about does it for Paranormal News. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We are back. That's right. We're back. And on this edition, let's talk about conspiracy theories. Hold on. Hold on. 
It's a subject I didn't think I would be able to do another one of these episodes. Well, because, you know, conspiracy theorists or theories, they basically went from kind of harmless, batshit crazy theories to seriously insane, drunk uncle at Christmas, dangerous ideas that flat out divide people that make people want to hurt each other. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. These guys took the fun out of conspiracy theories. But... With that in mind, I figured let's try and get back to the mostly harmless, batshit, crazy theory side of things. Let me say right here, you will not hear anything about 5G or the coronavirus on this episode. Let me help you. No and no. Come on. So, what I want... What I'm going to do, however you want to take it, you take it. I can't control you. But what I want to do is just have a lighthearted, fun episode about batshit crazy conspiracy theorists. Mainly because I need to prep interviews and record stuff and go places for the 200th episode and I'm running out of time. So, here's to some light, fun conspiracies. We're not going back in time. It was just the most light, fun noise that I could think of. So I figured, you know, now's the time to press the light, fun noise. I could have said, you know, like, uh, now it's time for light, fun conspiracy theories. But it's not. It's not. It's not bad. It's not. It's just light. Let's have some fun here, people. Let's relax and enjoy life for a little bit. All right. All right. With that. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. With that listener warning, let's call it out of the way, let's dive straight into conspiracy theories that people actually believe. Not just one person shouting to no one on Twitter. I'm talking, these have a following. Some of these have a seriously growing following. You know, some of them are obviously lonely people in their parents' basements with a tinfoil hat and no pants on probably looking at Millie Brown pictures not appropriately, but some of these have a huge following. So for the first one, it's just obvious, and I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. That was sarcasm. This first one says, Humans lived on Mars, but they ruined the ecosystem so badly they had to take a spaceship to go and inhabit Earth, but the spaceship crash-landed on Earth And that was the meteorite that took out the dinosaurs. I mean, sure. Okay, why not? You know what? Prove them wrong and show your work. Now, can you imagine if they dug up that, uh, what's it called? Like the Chicxulub crater, the crater that they think is the actual meteorite or asteroid, whatever it was that killed all the dinosaurs in Mexico. Could you imagine if they dug up that crater and actually found a UFO with some like Martian shit in there. I got to admit, I would look dumb doubting this one, but I'm still going to say, I don't know. I don't think so. Alrighty. Keeping with the origin of how man came about. I don't know. Uh, Here's this version. Everything in the Bible that is pre Noah took place on Mars and Noah's Ark wasn't a boat but a spaceship heading to Earth. To that I say, all right, I don't know. But didn't they find Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat? Like, they pretty much know they found this ginormous boat that kind of matches the dimensions of Noah's Ark 
on Mount Ararat. Now, I'm not saying the Bible's real. That is not what I'm saying at all. But there are things that could have happened, like a flood. Yeah, that could have happened. Floods happen. Um, and I think they found it on Mount Ararat. So I give this one a one bat shit out of a possible 1,000 bat shits because, you know, the chances of it being right are, are pretty slim. All right, this uh, dinosaur theory... You'll see why I just air quoted big times. It's it's pretty elaborate. I'm I'm giving it my own creative spin. I don't know. Here here's the here's the details. All right. It's a dinosaur theory. Humans have lived for only a fraction of a million years, and we've come so far. Sending a man on the moon, splitting atoms, television, Kurt's podcast, but in a pretty short time span, the dinosaurs had millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years to live on the earth. So, logic would dictate that they would evolve and they would get much farther than the humans have. So why did they all die? Well, this theory says, oh, no, 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 they didn't die. The dinosaurs knew what was going to happen to the earth, so they got in their spaceships, they flew off to a different planet. So you might be saying, well, Kurt, why didn't they come back? Oh, good. I'm glad you asked that because that's the next part of this theory. They did return. You've read mythology of medieval times. What about Chinese mythology? All these different civilizations all around a few centuries had dragons in their myths. Why? Well, you guessed it, because the dinosaurs returned to Earth. So the dinosaurs left Earth again... Why? Because it was too cold. That's right. When they left originally, you know, it was nice and tropical. Oh, God, here comes an asteroid. We got to get in our dinosaur spaceships take off. They came back and they're like, fuck, man, now the planet's too cold. So the dinosaurs are like, ah, I'm out. Nope. They're coming back. That's right. This theory keeps going to say how they have any proof of this is beyond me. But they say the dinosaurs are preparing the planet for their return. That's right. Because of global warming, because of fossil fuels, dinosaurs, they are tricking us into making a hotter climate so that when they get back, boom, dinosaurs are going to rule the earth. Kind of, I, almost, I almost said dinosaurs rule the earth, but that's Jurassic Park slogan, so I didn't want to go there. Um, dinosaurs might be possibly controlling the earth. All right, but they say, so... What about solar winds and solar and wind and nuclear energy and, you know, no more fossil fuels? Well, here you go. Why do you think there's a lot of people out there in the media and online that don't like solar and wind and nuclear? Well, because the dinosaurs control the media. You might be saying, well, that's crazy, Kurt. We'd know if dinosaurs were controlling the media. But... These are insanely advanced dinosaurs. That's right. Lizard people. You know how people are like, oh, you know, lizard people control the media. Those lizard people, advanced dinosaurs. Boom. It all adds up. It's, it's all right there if you just sit back and think about it. No, not really. That one, it that one goes off the batshit crazy meter. By the way, I tried to I tried to gauge it on the batshit crazy meter. Here, let me let me try again for the batshit crazy meter. Okay, this is where the batshit crazy meter starts. 
oh, oh, we're getting to a couple of like, you know, like Paul McCartney's dead. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, Mandela effects and stuff like that. Oh, oh, here's a conspiracy theory about like Richard Simmons. Oh, oh my God. It ended before I even got to how crazy this batshit crazy dinosaur experience thing even is. Look, it's how... How far, how hard do you have to hit your head? How far do you have to go down a rabbit hole before you pop up with that kind of bullshit and go, it's all right here in front of you guys. You just look at it. It's all right there. That is like Pepe Silvia. If you don't know what that is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, that's that kind of thinking where you've got a wall and a bunch of red lines, you know, string going across all this altered bullshit and you go, oh my God, I figured it out. No, but this next one, this next one I can kind of get behind. I don't, I'm not behind the whole dinosaurs are coming back and they're going to be our rulers. And then maybe they're already here and they're the media and they're lizard people. No, but spam. That's right. This next one is about spam, the food, not the emails. Spam was made so that the aliens that live here on earth could eat. Apparently it's the only thing they can digest properly. According to this bullshit theory. So, I guess if you really want to see an alien, don't look up in the skies. Just go over to Hawaii, man. Those people, they love spam over there. But honestly, who eats spam? Oh, oh, oh my God. As I'm recording this episode, I just got it. It's not spiced ham. It's space ham. It's been right there in front of us this whole time. I'm all on board on this one. Aliens love spam. Nope, nope. Aliens love spam. Nope, nope. Where's the positive ones? Aliens love spam. Spiced ham. No, it's space ham. It's right there. It's been right there in front of us this whole time. I, I gotta say, I'm on board on that one. Space ham. Ooh, maybe that'll be a shirt. Just big, bold letters. Space ham. I'd wear that shirt. All right, this next one is the reason I don't wear baseball hats. Only that stupid gray cabbie cap you all see me in. And that's because the Chinese government put mind-altering chemicals into the plastic bands of baseball caps so that when Americans wear them backwards, the chemicals that are in the plastic bands cause the Americans to do crazy things. Kurt here, I'm going to call it the douche bro effect. And let's be honest, throw some of that chemical spray crap into Ray-Bans and maybe even those like dad white sneakers. That would explain why so many people wearing baseball hats backwards with Ray-Bans on and those stupid dad white sneakers they're go-to outfits for these douche bros. So, yeah, douche bro effect. I can get behind this one, too. I'm going to say yes to that one. Again, it's been right there in front of us this whole time. We were just too dumb to notice. Alrighty, up next. I gotta, I'm going to have to explain a little bit because I have a feeling this next one, most of you probably don't remember New Coke. So I'm going to give you the briefest Wiki version of New Coke. New Coke was a new formula, basically a new taste of Coca-Cola. It was introduced by the Coca-Cola company in 1985. It was renamed Coke 2 in 1990 and discontinued in July of 2002. And let me tell you one thing. 
New Coke sucked bad. It was terrible. They just straight up got rid of Coca-Cola one day. They Just one day they were like, hey, you know that Coca-Cola thing that everybody loves? Well, fuck it. Let's pour that down the drain and give them a grosser tasting Coke. That really happened. That's not the conspiracy. That's true. That really happened. But on to why it supposedly happened. It's aptly called the New Coke Conspiracy. It says that Coke needed to replace their sugar to corn syrup in the 1980s because it was cheaper and more efficient for them to do so. But the taste was noticeable. Like, you know, have you ever gotten one of those, like, superior-tasting Cokes from Mexico? You know, it's real sugar, so it's really good. It's because of that real sugar. So the marketing people came up with new Coke, this new gross flavor on purpose as a way to make people hate the new Coke so that when they return to the quote unquote original formula now with corn syrup, people would just be happy to have that kind of old taste back. They wouldn't even notice the change in sweeteners. You know what? Sad to say, I wouldn't be surprised if this was true because I remember how bad new Coke tasted and it did seem like some kind of giant prank on the American people or the world, really. You have Coca-Cola, a taste that everybody knows and you just fuck it up that badly and go, oh, it's new Coke. You guys love this even more though, right? No, people did not. No, I did not. Alrighty, this next one. This next one also just seems kind of accurate. I never thought about it, but now that I've read it, well, let's see what you think. Let me just leave it there. I don't want to influence you. This next one is about cats. Cats are actually aliens sent to Earth to observe our every day-to-day function. And they think that intercourse or, you know, masturbation is a means of communications jamming on them. So they shoot mind-altering waves at us so that we feel awkward about fucking or wanking in front of a cat. Yeah. Cats are aliens that watch us all the time and send the communications back to whatever planet they're from. But they think that us fucking or wanking blocks their communications, so they shoot mind-altering waves at us to make us feel awkward about fucking in front of a cat. Just think about how long this must have taken someone to realize and how their feelings about their cat changed the second they realized this. This sad, tinfoil hat, demented light bulb going off in their head when they thought this bizarre theory up, or even worse, imagine the Tinder date that had to hear it from them. Like they match up with this person, this person's like, oh, I'll meet you at a bar, whatever. And this guy's like, cats are aliens and they observe us day-to-day function. They think that fucking stops their communication, so they shoot mind-altering, and that person's out. They're like, nope, and they're deleting Tinder as they're walking out of the bar. Holy crap. I got to take a drink after that one. Okay, I will say that I lied a little bit in the beginning of this episode because the coronavirus is mentioned 
in this next one, but it's just too good to not share. I had to share it. The next one says, the government made up the coronavirus to get us to stay at home so they could switch out the batteries in all of the birds. If you don't know, there's a lot of people out there that think that birds don't exist, that they're, you know, just made up or that they're little robots meant to spy on all of us. So that's why I added that one, because it's like an addendum to another batshit crazy theory. You know, I should have said this earlier, but here we go. I'll say it now. Um, This episode is brought to you by You're Too High Right Now. That's right, you. Yes, you. I'm actually talking only to you and not the rest of these people. Look, we all know you are really high right now. Don't look around. Don't make it obvious. No, no, no. Stare straight ahead. Focus on not being too high. Did you eat one too many of those gummies? You know, that serving suggestion was there for a reason, and now you're too high. Things that sounded dumb are starting to make sense. Is that bird watching you? Why does that guy's face look so weird? Are you really listening to Kurt right now, or is it just your own thoughts? You are too high right now. There's not much else you can do, so just buckle up and listen to the rest of this episode. All right, I don't know how to test this next one, so someone smarter than me, please prove this next one wrong, because I need it proven wrong. It's a very simple one. It's very short and sweet. The next conspiracy theory says... Rocks are soft and only tense up when you touch them. Yeah. Rocks are soft, but only tense up when you touch them. That one messed with me a little bit. All right. This next one uh, comes from a beekeeper or someone who says they're a beekeeper. And they say bees can't fly. They just vibrate at the same frequency as the hollow earth which lets them levitate. So many things to unpack here. Yeah, bees can't fly is a very popular theory because, you know, they're little fat little bodies and their tiny wing ratio. But I I believe science when it tells me that bees fly because of how they flap their wings, not because of their flappy wings. And and it has very little, or I'm going to say, I'm going to call it here and say nothing to do with the earth being hollow. So, again, I'm not smart enough. I can't create a little, like, fake bee and make it fly and be like, see, there you go. I made a fake bee and it's flying. But I'm just going to say I don't don't think so. I'm going to say no to that one. Now, this next one, science can't explain away, though. So I'm going to say, yeah, all right, probably. This next one says... Mattress firm stores are used as money laundering ways for criminals to hide large amounts of money. And that's why there are so many mattress firm stores. You know, some places in America have like four on one street or a bunch, like all in different directions, but like a minute away from each other. So they, they go on to say, that another point to make this believable is that when you look inside a mattress firm store from the outside, most of the time, there's no one in it. So why would they build so many mattress firm stores so close to each other? And, and you know what? They're not wrong. I have noticed the massive amounts of mattress stores close to each other. The ones I've seen are though, like, I think they're Sealy Posturepedic, but they're like, 
like across the street from each other. And I'm like, all right, calm down, people. If you can't, if you're telling me this person can't drive across the street to get a mattress, there's something wrong with that person. You know, like, good, get them a mattress because they're going to Grandpa Joe the rest of their life away. They're never getting out of that bed. But I often wonder about shit like this because there is a vacuum slash VCR repair store, which is like a mile away from my house. And no one ever goes into it. So how the F does that place stay in business? Like through the pandemic, through everything, this place has stayed in business and it repairs VCRs and vacuums. Who the, who's, who's getting the VCR repaired nowadays? Let alone a vacuum. If either one of those things break, if I had a VCR and it broke, I'd be like, well, I'm throwing that out and go get another one. I guess I'm going to have to go to a thrift store and find another one because you know, that technology was obsolete in like 1993, but who the, how are these places staying open? And, and yeah, like I, like I said, I have noticed the massive amounts of mattress stores and I'm shocked that this theory has not gotten the not fun, scary conspiracy theory makeover, you know, like Look, I actually, no, I'm not going to make up a, a very scary reason why there's so many mattress firm stores because there are some people out there that will make this a not fun theory. Like I'm, this is, all of these today are fun conspiracy theories. These people will take it the, the darkest fucking place in the world. So, but I'm not going to make one up because when I do, some tool will isolate that part of my podcast, put it on a TikTok, and the next thing you know, I started some horrific government conspiracy theory about mattress stores and children, you know, like the stuff that I don't want. And then all these people that watch it will be like, Oh my God, that guy's right. And then they're going to start wearing like Hawaiian shirts and gray cabbie caps. And I got to stop wearing them. So no, thank you. No, thank you. Moving on to the next one. Nice try. Scary people that make really horrific conspiracy theories. All right. For this next section, let's take a couple of seconds here to quickly go through celebrities that are clones or dead. I mentioned it in the beginning, Paul McCartney. This old chestnut is still around. People are saying, I'm not calling Paul McCartney an old chestnut. I'm saying this conspiracy theory is still around. People to this day believe that Paul McCartney died in 1967 and was replaced to keep the Beatles going. But not one member of the Beatles or his family or anybody else has ever come out in like the past, what, 50 fucking years. But it doesn't stop people from believing it. You know what? Why wouldn't like George or Ringo say, hey, you know what? We, we broke up. We don't need to be around him anymore. Uh, that's not Paul. Everybody, that right there, that ain't Paul. His, his, his dad's still alive. Let's do a DNA test. Oh, they don't have those in 68? Well, just wait, have him spit into a cup because in like 40 years, Kurt's going to do a thing and then we're going to test it and you're going to find out it's not Paul. In fact, like, you know, when John and Paul were fighting in the seventies, why didn't John ever say like, oh yeah, no, Paul is dead. And yes, I know that John said those freaks were right when they said you was dead. The one mistake you made was in your head. I'm not singing it as well as John did, but he sang that lyric in a song but he wasn't being serious. He didn't like in an interview go, 
Oh yeah, no, Paul actually did die in 1967. He he he's dead. That guy, I don't even know him. Why would he ever want to get back together with Paul, which he did towards the end of his life, sadly. He should still be alive. Fuck the guy that killed John Lennon. But there'd be no reason to keep it going is what I'm saying. You know, I I don't just I I don't want to get too much in, more into this. I was starting to go off. I was really about to go off on like a huge like tangent and, and like get up on a soapbox about like Paul McCartney not being dead. But I'm just going to say, I don't want some Beatle expert to write to me say, well, actually, Kurt, what Paul wanted and look, just don't Beatle explain me is what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. He, he's it's Paul McCartney. I've seen him live a number of times. Whoever that is doing a damn good job. Let him keep on being Paul McCartney. I never want to know if it is true. But a Reddit user wrote this. My aunt, who was a huge Beatles fan during Beatlemania, told me that supposedly on the back cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the vinyl, Ringo is pointing to a song lyric. It's from She's Leaving Home. The lyric is Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock as the day begins. Then, if you flip the album upside down, the Beatles logo looks like a phone number. If you call it on a Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock and you'll hear a man say, you're following the clues. If you give him your address, he'll give you tickets to Pepperland, which turn out to supposedly be acid tabs. This was done in the 60s. This little batshit crazy theory by his aunt made the rounds around her town in the 60s. It still amazes me that conspiracy theories do not need the internet to spread. They do. They spread all around the world. Hell, when I was growing up, Richard Gere, he had a pretty popular conspiracy theory. Uh, so did, um, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Rod Stewart. So did Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart had a really bad conspiracy theory. I think I talked about it in the last conspiracy theory episode. But my point is, you don't need the internet to have crazy conspiracy theories, but it definitely seems to help. All right, so Paul is dead. That's a popular one. What are some of the other ones? Well, how about this? Lady Gaga is actually one of Sasha Baron Cohen's characters. You know what? I absolutely love Lady Gaga, but I want this one to be true. I just want it to be true. I hope it is. It's not, but, you know, I, I would hope it is. I, I've seen her. There's photos of her naked. And if that's Sasha Baron Cohen, good on you, sir. All right, uh, up next, Avril Lavigne was replaced by a lookalike. Why? Just, but why? Well, I can tell you why. Well, I can tell why people think it, because there's actually a paranormal news piece about this one. It's from The Guardian, and uh, when's this from? What year? Does it say? 2017. Why fans think Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by a clone named Melissa. That's right, a rumor that the Canadian singer has been replaced by a lookalike resurfaced on Twitter last week, but she's not the first star to be subject to such speculations. Did you know that she died in 2003 and was replaced by Melissa? Uh, let's see. The theory claims Levine, struggling with fame at the beginning of her career, began using a body double named Melissa. At some point, the real Levine is said to have died, so the record company replaced her with Melissa full-time. Proof has included Levine's red carpet shots. Levine wears trousers. Melissa prefers dresses and skirts. And supposed differences between the facial features of pre-2003 Levine and the current Levine. 
Theorists also believe Melissa has left clues in songs such as Slipped Away, in which she sings, The day you slipped away was the day I found it won't be the same. There was even a publicity shot in which Levine had Melissa written on her hand. Was there? Let's see. I want to see Melissa written on her hand. Eh, it's taking too, I don't it it it's taking too long. I don't care. Um, and then it goes on to talk about Paul McCartney. We've already talked about him. Ooh, what about Taylor Swift? That's right. There is another one. Theorists say that Taylor Swift is in fact the clone of a former satanic priestess. That's right. The theory is, dates back to 2011, says that Taylor Swift is actually an Illuminati clone of Zena LaVey, the daughter and founder of the Church of Satan. Now, essentially, they say the two look similar. Similar. There are thousands of videos on, on YouTube comparing the two, which they say counts as proof. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, what about Beyonce? Beyonce is... Uh, has a clone? Eh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Beyonce has a, is a clone as well, but that doesn't really go in any proof. So I'm going to move on to the next story. What about Eminem? Yep. He too was replaced by a lookalike. And here's another paranormal news. This one from 2022. Oh, it's like brand new almost. A celebrity conspiracy theory claims Eminem died in 2006 and was replaced by a clone. That's right. According to a Spanish website, La Guía del Varón, Eminem died in a car accident back in 2006 and was replaced by an android clone. Ooh, it's even getting better. Not just a regular clone, but an android clone. One fan says, I was closed-minded to believe that Eminem is alive, but have been open-minded to the idea that he's a clone or a body double. Uh, another one says... Eminem's clone couldn't recall the former's rapper, former rapper's pinnacle career. Seems everyone can recall it and have high regards on it, except the clone. There's no proof. There's no clicking. There's no link. Okay. Yeah, I believe he's a clone. It doesn't even look like him anymore, and his eyes are dead. Uh, some even say that uh, the Eminem clone, Android clone, was actually even glitching during a 2013 ESPN clip. Then there's the matter of a rapper's beard. First spotted in 2017. On his 2002 The Eminem Show uh, business, he raps, Can't leave rap alone. The game needs me. Till we grow beards, get weird, and disappear. Oh, well then, yeah, it's right there in that. What the fuck is wrong with these people? They say that, yeah, you know, Eminem did almost die uh, in 2007 from methadone overdose. Jesus Christ. Uh, but he got clean and sober, and he's still alive. Sure, why not? And let's see. Beyonce was never pregnant. Uh, okay. Sure, why not? Uh, Michael Jackson faked his death. No, he didn't. My ex was the one who was a mortician on him. That's not true. Chloe Kardashian is O.J. Simpson's daughter. I think I talked about that one in the past. Uh, James Dean's death was a government hit job. But, of course, it was a CIA hit job. Well, he was just too sexy and rebellious for the youth of America. Sure, why not? Here we go. Here's another fun one. You know, Lord, the, the singer, not, not God. Um, she is decades older than we think. That's right. They said that uh, her debut of Royals was at the age of 16, but her mature voice and songwriting skills make many think she is years older than she really is, and she's actually 45. 
very specific age, but all right. Uh, Nicolas Cage is a vampire, of course. Taylor Swift is a satanic cult leader. Yep, talked about that one already, sure. Keanu Reeves is immortal. Yeah, I can get behind that one. Marilyn Monroe is murdered. All right, that's the most sane thing that I've said on this show to this to, up to this point. There's a damn good chance that one was true. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going. I uh, don't care about any of these people. Lady Gaga is really, yep, that's true. I already said that one. All right, that's it's, it's, it's enough. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, I almost skipped the best one. Here we go. After quickly taking over the pop world in the late 1990s and the mid-2000s, Britney Spears began to take over the country. Supposedly. That's because some conspiracy theorists believe that Britney Spears was employed by the Bush administration to vert attention away from his mistakes. Brilliant move by Bush. In April of 2006, Bush's approval ratings hit an all-time low, but Americans were too focused on Britney Spears, who was caught driving with her then-six-month-old son, Sean, on her lap, rather than a car seat. Then, Bush announced that the Al-Qaeda had rebanded, and that very night, Britney Spears lost her damn mind, shaving her head, attacking the paparazzi with an umbrella. It's all right there, people. It's all right there. Holy good Lord. There is a lot of batshit crazy shit. Uh, there's some people that think that uh, Beyonce is actually older than she is and that her daughter's actually one of her backup singers or Solange or something. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. Is there more? There might be more. Hold on. Let me click on this one. Oh, there is. There's one more, at least one more celebrity one. Megan Fox. That's right. The theory is that Fox was replaced with clones created by the government. These are referred to as Fagin or fake Megan because every time she looks different, you know, it's not aging and a bunch of plastic surgery. It's a new clone. You can see it right there. Look at her face in this photo and then look at her face now. She is aged and she has plastic surgery. It's got to be a Fagin. Oof, boy. Uh, what about Miley Cyrus? That's right. Some people think that Miley Cyrus died of an overdose in 2010 or was killed by a corporation. Sure, why not? But she was replaced by her former body double. They say that uh, Miley actually used a body double to briefly stand, into her, stand in for her at a concert once for about 30 seconds. This proves that her body double could believably play her forever. Yeah, it does. Oh, I finally found that photo of um, Avril Lavigne with Melissa written on her hand. Yep, it's a photo of Avril Lavigne with Melissa written on her hand. Sure, why not? Oh, Britney Spears, not just one clone, series of clones. Her and Justin Timberlake, when they had a terrible car accident when they were dating in the late 90s. It's just a bunch of clones that fill in for her. Because in her 2005 track, Mona Lisa, she sings, She's been cloned. Well, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to um, move on. Uh, the last one, I don't want to, I, I just don't want to go in. Uh, I'll, I'll say it anyway. I know we're kind of running a little bit long, but I don't care. Here we go. Dave Chappelle has been replaced by a clone, and it has something to do with ancient alphanumeric systems. I don't know. I got to this point, and I was like, do I really want to go down this rabbit hole? And you know what? Sorry. Someone else can do it if you want to. But apparently, if you look up 
some of his more recent videos on YouTube that have Dave, Ch Dave Chappelle in it, and you go to the comment section, you will find quote unquote proof. They're convinced that Dave Chappelle has been replaced by a clone because of some weird ancient alpha numeric system. Hell, you know what? While we're at it, speaking of celebrities, some people are convinced that I've been replaced or cloned because there's no way that I can do this podcast, have my day job, have a social life without a clone. Well, jokes on you believers, I don't have a social life. So there. Uh, let's keep going on. The Village People. They were a covert operation by the U.S. government to cheer everyone up during the recession and oil crisis of the 1970s. That's right. They say, so what if you've lost your job and you have to stay at the YMCA? It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Or what about the Navy? You can sail the seven seas. Good, absolute Lord. There's a lot of people that believe that one. How about this one? Not as famous as the village people, but Jeff Magnum of Neutral Milk Hotel went back in time to save Anne Frank. That's right. <laughs> There's a bunch of people that believe what I just said. Because on October 20th, 2012, a user with the name of Eddie posted a picture from Jeff Magnum's high school yearbook. After many reaction images, someone posted an image of a yearbook from the same high school showing a student named Carolyn Magnum. Well, who's that? Man Mangum? Or maybe it's Mangum. I don't know how you say his last name, and I don't really care. He's from Neutral Milk Hotel. But they find this girl named Carolyn. Then they look at the photos. Someone said, whoa, that's weird. She looks a lot like Anne Frank. Then... They pointed out that in another one of the photos, there's a star of David from some project of some sort that's actually near Carolyn in the yearbook of the RHS Social Studies Fair winners. Then they said, well, possibility that Jeff built some sort of time machine then went back in time to save Anne Frank later. Someone requested a picture of Jeff's wife. Her name is Astra Taylor. And then people went, you know what? She kind of looks like Carolyn and Anne. Ha ha ha. Here we go. So here it is. Jeff Mangum saved her in some sort of time machine, brought her to the late 70s. She posed as his sister. They both graduate high school and under the fake name of Coraline Mangum. Once they graduate, they leave state and Anne has her name changed again to Astra Taylor. Want some proof? Well, here you go. Not really, but that's what they say. Some of Jeff's lyrics can also be interpreted to some of these events, including, she was born in a bottle rocket with wings that ring around a socket. Obviously, they're talking about a time machine. Really? No. His next one, I know that she will live forever. She won't ever die. Obviously, and Frank. Uh, what about this next one? One day in New York City, a girl fell from the sky. Well, that's obviously Anne Frank. I, I, look, man, I get that people have a lot of time on their hands. Like, read a book. Like, a normal book. Not a book on this kind of shit. Just like a normal book. Go, go for a walk. Go to a park. 
you know, build a boat. I don't know, do something besides what you're doing with your life and finding these little morsels of clues in neutral milk hotel songs. Look, I love to try and figure out what they might be giant songs mean, but I never go, oh, oh, I got it. He went back in time and he saved uh, uh, Gary Coleman. And if you, if you listen to this song, you know, Particle Man, it all adds up. No, for fuck's sake, calm down. Relax. Drink a Coke, but not a new Coke. All righty, how about this one? The Rebecca Black song, Friday? You know, I'm recording this on a Friday. It's Friday, Friday, gotta record on Friday. Well, that actual song is all about the JFK assassination and the music video holds the proof. Okay, let's go over the evidence. Look, you can't see it. I, I just used air quotes when I said, let's go over the evidence. I used air quotes so big that I almost threw out my shoulder. Let's go over the evidence. Evidence says, the truth about Friday. The song is about JFK's assassination because JFK was assassinated in a car. The driver's name was Samuel Kicken. Kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. It's right there in the lyrics. Then, the assassination occurred on what day? You guessed it, Friday. When JFK was shot, the Secret Service yelled at Jackie Kennedy to get down. The lyrics, gotta get down on Friday. Then, parts about the Cold War and the spread of communism are all reflected in this music video because there are red letters. The Bloody Friday. The Red Scare. Top it all off. In the hotel that morning, JFK declined a breakfast of sausage, eggs, and toast for a bowl of bran flakes instead. The lyrics, gotta have my bowl, gotta have my cereal. Oh, it's oh, it's so clear. It's all becoming so clear. Um, also, the clock in the music video is 1.30 a.m. The clock is counting down until the assassination. Less than 12 hours left. Sure, why not? Also, the following Monday, JFK was supposed to sign a bill into law requiring all public schools to provide bus transportation for their students. The song lyric, gotta catch my bus. JFK was sitting in the back of a dark blue 1961 Lincoln convertible. In the video, it's a Chrysler blue car convertible. Oh, this hurts my brain. People actually believe this shit. Like, I can I can read it and be like, oh, that's funny. That's kind of cute. But people are like, it's all right there, man. Just look at the video. It's right there. Yeah. And what if it is? What if that is why she wrote the song Friday? You telling me that the closest she could get to the JFK assassination was that fucking song Friday? That earworm of a song. Oh, my God, earworm. Where was Kennedy shot? Well, not in the ear, but he was shot in the head to get it out of his head. Oh, it's just so fucking dumb. All right, let's continue on. I got I to gotta, I gotta get some through more before I want to go lay down and cry. Uh, let's see. The next one says, oxygen is poisoning humans, but 
it takes about 80 years to kill you. Now, sure, there are some people of a greater immunity to it, which is why some people live longer than others. People believe this shit. But I looked into it for you. That's my job. I don't know why it's my job, but that's my job. And then I read this and I went, oh, shit, actually. All right, so this person says there may be some truth to this because the aging process happens when your cells are oxidized. Hence, we need oxygen to live, but it is the main reason why our body parts break down. Yeah, I guess that one has a kernel of truth to it. Oxygen is poisoning us. takes about 80 years to kill you. Sure, why not? Hey, you know those little tabs on bagged bread? The little ones that, like clip onto the bag? Well, supposedly those are NSA microphones used to bug people's houses, but there's more. They are specifically engineered to be lost and forgotten about effectively, turning your kitchen and dining room into a surveillance hotspot. Well, I break those pretty much every time, not on purpose. It's just because they're cheap plastic. So if those are microphones, I'm breaking them left and right. And I'm sorry, NSA. And NSA, if you really want to, you know, like bug my house, I'm literally talking into a microphone right here. Two feet to my left is an Alexa. My cell phone is less than a foot to my, my left. I have a, a webcam in front of two webcams in front. Of, my God, there's so much recording equipment right around me right now. You don't need to use the bags, the little tabs from bread bags. Like, come on, man. All right, this next one, I'm honestly, seriously saying, I don't think is a conspiracy. I believe this one, honestly, 100% hand to God, I think this is true. This next one says, Facebook listens to you. Yup. Yes, a hundred times yes. Way too many times I have said something out loud only to have ads appear for it on like Google and Facebook, like way too many times. And I'm not talking like I Google like an actress because I'm like, oh, who's that actress? And I Google her. And then all of a sudden I'm getting like ads for her or something. Not like that. I'm literally saying like, you know, hey, what was that song? Rock. I wonder who sang that song, Rock Me Gently from the 70s. Out loud to myself. And then I'll be watching YouTube and they'll have an ad for like Andy Kim's greatest hits. You remember this one? Rock me gently. And I'm like, what the absolute fuck? I didn't type that anywhere. I just said it out loud. Not to Alexa, not to Siri. Yes. That one, 100%, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely true. All righty. Then, lastly, my favorite one. With a second kind of mention of COVID. So those keeping score at home, I lied twice in this one. I apologize. But not really. Um... The reason that Mandela effects have slowed down is because time travelers know not to go to our time right now because of COVID-19. So they're avoiding our timeline. And because of this, they aren't causing the rifts in time that slightly change things that we call the Mandela effect. Brav the fuck oh. Bravo, you tinfoil hat motherfuckers because I love that one. Absolutely love that one. Um, I guess that's it. This was a batshit crazy kind of an episode. This one actually hurt my brain a little bit. 
not to only like go through and look for a bunch of fun conspiracies because for every one fun conspiracy, there's like 10 that make me never ever want to go outside and talk to a human again. There are so many conspiracies where I'm just like, you dark motherfuckers, you scare me. Like the mass majority of the population terrifies me, but then I'll find like a cute one. And I'll be like, Oh, this is a cute one. It's about spam and aliens. I got to write that one down. And then, Two more that make me want to curl up in a ball and die. Oh my God. It was a lot. This one took a little bit out of me. Not going to lie. This took, this took a little bit out of me, but I think we're all better for it. Did you hear any new conspiracy theories on this one that you were like, that you can get behind? You were like, well, fuck, I never thought about that. But what if that is true? You know, there's a couple that make you go, hmm, but don't go too far down it. Just, just. Stay light, stay happy. Everybody stay happy. That's my whole goal. We're getting so close to the 200th. I can't have you all freak out and start like snapping now. You know, I don't want like, you know, paramaniacs are snapping and killing people all over the world because of Kurt. Like, please don't do that. Yeah, it'd be great press and people would listen to my podcast, but that's not the kind of press I want. I need you people. Relax. Come on, paramaniacs. Stick with me. We're so close to the 200th. I can taste it. Um... Anyhow, yeah, I got a lot of fun stuff for the 200th coming up. I really do. Uh, and a lot more that I'm going to try and get to, but I'm, I am burning daylight here, day and night, trying to get this thing done. I don't know if I'm going to get it all, everything I wanted, but I'm going to damn sure try. But uh, there you go. There you have it. Um, did you have a conspiracy theory, a fun one, fun one, that doesn't have to do with, like, COVID or 5G or anything political? that you wanted to uh, send to me, well, if you do, send it on over to paranormalalmanac at gmail.com and I will try and get back to you, or at least read it. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Samick, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Keep your tinfoil hats on tight, everybody. This one was a bumpy ride. Now, of noir, is it